Today's episode contains some material and language that might not be suitable for everyone. Discretion is advised. Welcome to the Plum Forest Podcast, where we give you modernized versions of classical Chinese fables and short stories. Before we get started today, please make sure to hit that like and subscribe button, or even leave a comment because it lets me know that you're listening, and I like that. Also, please be sure to double check the Black Lives Matter link on the website where you can still make donations to help the movement. It is not over and we need to keep up the momentum. I hope everyone is staying safe and able to enjoy the weather today. Well, at least here it is nice. Today, we have an amazing episode for you. This is one of the better episodes in my opinion, but I do think that the birdbath was one of my favorite yet. And if you haven't heard the birdbath one, go check it out because it is pretty good. But this one will be up there for one of my favorites. Today's story is quite the head scratcher, but there are some funny bits and the main character sounds like a real goofball. And there's a couple references to something in this one, but we'll talk about that after the episode. If you get it, you'll know exactly what it is and hopefully you'll have a smile on your face when you realize it. Either way, this episode has jokes and laughs while at the same time, you might even shed a tear by the end of this one. I think you'll like this one though. Unlike many of our other stories, this one comes from a Taoist text called Lietzi, which literally translates to Master Lie but it's more commonly known in English as the writings of Master Lie. This is considered as one of the three main Taoist texts along with Tao Te Ching and Zhuangzi, but that's a whole nother can of worms, so don't worry about that for now. The author of this story is Lie Yuko, and they compiled this story around 400 CE, so this story is over 1600 years old. Pretty old if you ask me. Now the story that this is based off of is commonly known as memory loss, and is actually part of one of the many collections in this compilation. You will be able to pick up some Taoist ideas which are pretty cool because people consider it a religion when it really shouldn't be. It's more like a way of thinking which is pretty cool I think. But hey, we're not here to learn about this way of thinking, we're here to listen to some stories. So let's just hop into today's story, The Hunt to Remember. In the 1980s, boxing was a sport that was thriving and Philly was the epicenter of young boxers who were on the rise. And some of the famous boxers of that era are still remembered to this day. Muhammad Ali was slowly dwindling down his career. Mike Tyson was in his prime and not biting years yet. Holyfield still had perfect hearing in both of his ears. And even George Foreman was crushing opponents before he made his fortune on those amazing grills. Say what you will, those grills were pretty fucking sweet. But one of the lesser known boxers that was around during the 80s was Frankie Fast Hands Reynolds. Frankie was an amazing boxer that never quite made the spotlight of the MGM Grand or Caesars Palace, but boy was he one of the most amazing boxers to watch. His speed would blind opponents while he would slowly work you down throughout the later rounds. This style of boxing he used was a style that he perfected. But, at the same time, it took his toll on him. Taking hit after hit slowly took its toll on his mental capacity, and by the end of his career, his mental capacity was far gone. By the time he was 40 in the late 90s, 
he was having trouble remembering what he did even just that morning. Every day he would start his day in the morning, and by the evening, he couldn't remember what he had done that day. And as you could guess, he was really struggling to remember his family, and they began to worry about his mental condition. His daughter would often get a call at her work where she would be notified that her father was found wandering around the neighborhood, and when asked where he lived or anything, he had no idea and couldn't respond. This situation really irked the daughter and got under her skin, and she wanted to try and find a way to get him some help so he wasn't such a burden on the entire family. The daughter came over one afternoon to check in on him. Hey dad, how's it going? Is that you, Sandy? Dad, you know I hate it when you call me Sandy. Uh, it is you, Sandy. Frankie winked and gave her a smile. Anyways, how are you feeling today? Well, you know, trouble remembering what I ate 20 minutes ago, but, you know, still alive and haven't kicked the bucket yet. Well, I'm glad to see that your wonderful attitude towards life is intact. Oh, barely. But it's hanging on by a thread. Yeah, about that. Uh, I talked to Tammy the other day over coffee, and she actually told me about her dad who also has dementia, and she gave- I don't have dementia. I was a boxer that got his bell rung a few too many times, and I just can't remember anymore. Yeah, Dad, that's what I'd call dementia. You say dementia, but I say you're a dumbass. Dad, just, just hear me out for a second, okay? Tammy was telling me about her dad, who had dementia, and they actually took him to, like, a few specialists who gave him some way to help his memory. Sounds like a load of crap. Well, could you at least give it a chance before you pass away so your grandkids will have a memory of you? Grandkids? Wait, are you... Sandra nodded with a smile. Oh, that is wonderful news, darling. Frankie stood up and he gave her a big bear hug. After sitting back down, Frankie then asked her, All right, what crazy ideas did Tammy give you? Well, so there's actually multiple specialists who checked out her dad. Some were obviously more traditional, and some were super new age, I guess you could say. New age? Like that fake homeopathic hippie crap? Yeah, but maybe that hippie crap actually works. How about this? I'll just write it on your calendar every Monday, and over the next few weeks on my day off, I'm just going to take you to get them checked out. I'm not going to remember that at all. Yeah, that's why I said I'd write it on your calendar, and I'll tell your nurse about it. And if you're a good little boy, maybe we'll stop by and get a milkshake on our way back. You know I'm not a little kid, right? Yeah, but you love milkshakes. That is very true, Sandy. Don't call me that. Frankie giggled and they continued their conversation about their daily lives, and their day went on just like every other meeting they have. As the next Monday finally rolled around, Sandra came by to pick up her father and take him to one of the many doctors he promised that he would see. He slowly made his way down to the car, and as he entered the car, his daughter greeted him. Hey dad, how's it going? You ready to try out this new doctor? Doctor? You wrote down on my calendar that I was an astrologer. Well, it's like a type of doctor. No, it's not. Well, yeah, it kind of is. I mean, Tammy said that they would give us a hand and who knows, maybe it'll actually work. 
No, it won't. It's a fake hippie doctor. Oh my god, Dad, just give it a shot. Just like how Uncle Jim gave you that shot to fight Samson in 87 for the belt or whatever. Oh, I remember that. I'll never forget that. I got my clock clean, though. Alright, fine. I'll give it a try. The two of them drove off to go see this astrologist. As they arrived, Frankie could smell some not-so-common smells. What are those god-awful smells? Ugh, no idea. Uh, let's get in and just check it out. It's probably that hippie patchouli crap. Sandra helped her father up to the office and the astrologer did some procedures, but after a short while, Frankie's memory was still not functioning. They got back in the car and returned home. And on the drive back, Sandra said to him, Sorry that one didn't work out, Dad. Maybe next week at the medium we'll be able to find something? The medium? Like if we're going to talk to dead people? Oh, come on. You are lucky you're pregnant or else I would have no sense doing this. Yeah, yeah. Just take care and tell your nurse I say hi. Okay. Bye, Sandy. Dad, stop it. Frankie went up to his home and settled in for the afternoon. The next Monday rolled around and Sandra came to pick him up and take him to this medium. As they arrived at the medium's place of business, he went up into the office and the medium began working their magic. But, just like the astrologer, nothing changed and his memory was still horrible. Him and his daughter soon returned home and as he was about to get out of the car, Sandra said to him, Okay, so... That one didn't work either, but we're still trying and we're just going to keep going until we find something that works. Something that works? I could have told you a medium wasn't going to work, but I did talk to your dead grandpa in that medium meeting. You said that you're a nincompoop for believing into that medium. He laughed and exited the car. Take care, Dad. I'll see you next Monday when we see a physician. Oh, a real doctor. Wow, we should have started with that one. See ya, Sandy. Dad, you know how much I hate that name. Sandra drove off and Frankie went up to his house and set in for the night. The next Monday finally came and again, Sandra came and picked him up. Alright, let's rock and roll with this dumb physician. At least try to give it a chance. I mean, maybe this guy can give you a hand and we can finally get your memory back. Oh. I'll believe that when I can start remembering my breakfast. The two drove off to the medical office where they went to see the physician and during this meeting, Frankie had a great deal of questions for the professional within the neurology field. But just like the other two, the physician only said that his head took a beating when he was a boxer and there wasn't much he could do about it at this stage. Frankie stepped out of the office and was greeted by his daughter. As they walked to their car, Sandra asked him, so, how was it? Total crap. You just told me a few things I already knew, even though I can barely remember anything. How many more of these horrible doctors do you want me to see before you just realize it's a lost cause? Stop saying it's a lost cause. Alright then. 
I know how much you hate these visits, so next week is the last one. If you come with me next week and nothing happens, we'll be done with this stuff. Deal? Deal. The two of them returned home and Frankie headed up to his apartment. Sandra rolled down the window as he walked up to his door and said to him, Be sure to tell your nurse I say hi, and I'll be by next Monday to get you, okay? Okay, Sandy. Dad, you gotta stop calling me that. Frankie smiled and blew her a kiss goodbye. The next Monday, Sandra showed up and picked up Frankie just like every other Monday. Before he greeted her as he entered the car, he asked her, So this is the last one I have to go to if it doesn't work? Well, nice to see you too, I guess. But yeah, if this one doesn't work, you don't have to do it ever again, and we'll just give it up, okay? But how did you remember this? I wrote it down on multiple pieces of paper. Huh. Well, I mean, you've never done that before. Jeez, you really must not like going to these things. Hate them, but I'll try for my grandkid. Not even me? Well, you're included in that, grandkid. The two laughed and drove off on their journey. After a while, Frankie began to realize that he was near Temple University. And when they pulled onto a road with the huge Temple University sign next to him, he asked his daughter, A college? Why are we at Temple? Am I going to be a lab rat for some test? What? No, not at all. Tammy told me about this professor doing research on memory loss, and I sent him an email, and he said to come by and we can try some of these tests to see if we can get anything. Ugh. Alright, this is the last one, right? Yeah, this is the last one if it doesn't work. Sandra pulled into a parking spot and helped him head up to the office. As they walked into the office, she said to her father, You can go ahead and sit over there. I'm just going to check us in. Frankie headed to his seat and Sandra began filling out the necessary paperwork. As she finished the paperwork for her father, she handed it back to the secretary when the secretary replied. Everything looks fine. How will you be paying today? Oh, uh, yeah. Here's our insurance card. She handed over her insurance card, but the secretary looked at her like she had been handed a poopy-flavored popsicle. Ma'am, this isn't a doctor's office. We only accept cards and checks. Oh. Oh. My mistake. Um, how much is this gonna be? Because it's your father's first visit today, the payment will be $600, but if he needs to stay longer, it will be about $1,800 a day after that. $1,800? Holy crap. Uh, well, at least we gotta try this, and I'm happy to do it, but fuck, that's a lot of money. I know, ma'am. I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. Sandra took out her checkbook from her purse and wrote a check for $600 and reluctantly handed it over to the secretary. All right, ma'am. Please take a seat and the professor will call you back in just a few moments. Sandra headed back over to the waiting area and waited next to her father to be called back. After a few moments, someone opened the door and they called Frankie back to the back Mr. room. Mr. Toboggan, right this way, sir. As Frankie walked back, he waved and smiled over to Sandra, but all she could do was worry about how much this was going to cost her, and it might not even work. So, all she could do is just smile back at him. Time felt like it was standing still and Sandra couldn't deal with the waiting anymore. She began pacing around the room when the secretary said to her, 
Ma'am, do you need anything? Water, perhaps? Oh, yeah, that'd be great, actually, thanks. You want some whiskey, too? Wait, did you just say whiskey? This is a college, not a doctor's office. She said this as she pulled out a quick flask and shook it in her hand, and of course, Sandra wasn't going to say no. She took a quick swig from the flask and then grabbed a cup of water as the secretary smiled at her. As more time went by, a man emerged from the door that her father entered in with a while back. Hello, I take it you are Mrs. Reynolds. Uh, yeah, that that's me. Um, you can call me Sandra. Well, nice to meet you, Sandra. I'm Dr. Toboggan, and I've been going over your father's mental health over the past few hours. Yeah? Um, how, how is it? Well, in all honesty, it's pretty fucked. I don't think I can think of any medicine that could work for this. Prayers and all that stuff won't do any good either. But I do have an idea. An idea? Could you explain a little more? Your father's mental health is far gone, and his memory is shot. But if I can transform his mind, I might be able to alter his thinking. If I can alter his thinking, maybe that can rewire something in his noggin that will trigger his memory. Transform his mind? What What does that even mean? You're, you're not going to kill him, are you? No, no, no. Of course not. But I will have to keep him here for a few days and then alter his state of mind so it can try and work. He's going to be here for about three days, and you are more than welcome to come by and see him. Three days? Three days is going to cost me an arm and a leg. Is that the shortest time he needs? Three days at least. But three should be enough. And you can have a few days to try and figure out payment for this. She told you our rates? The professor pointed over to the secretary. Yeah... Yeah, she she told me how expensive it was. Well, do you want to give it a shot? I mean, it, it's it's the last option we have, so... <sighs> Let's do it. The professor then guided her back to a room where she could look through the glass window to see your father sitting there on a couch, messing around with some objects in the room. This is where your father will be for the next three days, and he is in completely safe hands here. Yeah, I mean, I'd hope so. Can I at least say goodbye? Yeah, not a problem. Right through here. The professor opened the door and Sandra walked in to talk to her father in person. Hey, Dad. So, we're, we're going to keep you in here, just for a couple of days, and they're going to work with you on getting your memory back, okay? A few days? Are you out of your mind? I don't want to be here. Let's get out of here now, as in today. No, Dad, please, please just try. Please do it for... for him. She then grabbed her father's hand and put it on her stomach. Him? It's a boy? Yeah, it, it's a boy, and we were thinking of naming him Frank. You know, after his grandpa. Frankie's eyes began to tear up, and he said to her, All right few days for little Frankie. We're not gonna call him Frankie, Dad. Just Frank. Oh, really, Sandy? Dad, stop. The two of them hugged ever so tightly, and Sandra left the room to return to her car and give the nurse a call to tell her what she had planned for her father over the next few days. 
Frankie was standing there in the room when the professor came in and said to him, All right, Mr. Fast Hands, get out of your clothes, down to your birthday suit. What? Are you kidding me? Just do it, or I will call in bigger help that will make you get naked by force, and no one likes that. Are you sure you know what you're doing? Of course. I'm a professor. Don't worry one bit. Frankie got down to his birthday suit and could feel the breeze blow across his butt cheeks. It's a little cold. Can I get a blanket? Nope. And you won't be eating for a while, so I hope you had a big breakfast. I have no idea what I had for breakfast. That's the reason I'm here. I can't remember shit, and you want to starve me while I'm in my birthday suit? Oh, it only gets better now. You're going to be in a dark room for the next few days. A dark room? You are out of your fucking mind putting me in here with these conditions. This has got to be against some Geneva Convention shit. Oh, don't worry. We have to break the wild horse to build it up. Break a wild horse? What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm a man, not a horse, you moron. Just as he finished his sentence, the professor turned off the lights and closed and locked the door behind him. The days went by and the professor made checkups on him just to make sure that he was still alive, which he was very much so. Every time he would check on Frankie, Frankie would beg and plead with him to let him out or at least give him some food, but the professor always answered with a stern no. On the third day when Sandra returned, she checked in with the secretary and gave her a check that had too many zeros on it. Right when she sat back down in the waiting area, her father came out of the door fully clothed with the look of defeat on his face. As soon as he noticed that his daughter was there to get him, he started screaming and yelling at the top of his voice. Sandra! What the fuck did you put me in? These motherfuckers didn't feed me for three days and there was no light. I was butt-fucking-naked in there. It was freezing and I had nothing. Dad? Dad, are, are you alright? No, I'm not fucking alright. I was put in this prison that reminded me of the gulag. Dad, you've never even been to the gulag. Just calm down. Oh, I bet this was like the fucking gulag. This was horrible. All they gave me to eat was a few crackers yesterday. Wait, did you say yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. It was some saltine-ass bullshit. Didn't even give me water with it. I need to write a letter to my senator to have the second-tier college shut down. You... you remembered what you ate yesterday? Oh... I did. Holy shit. The professor then escorted them out, with a struggle of course, but as they got in the car, Frankie began to finally settle down. When they finally arrived home, Frankie went up to his home with a look of disappointment on his face, and he was almost disgusted. Sandra rolled down her window. Hey, I have Thursday off. I'm gonna come by then to check on you, okay? Yeah, okay, Sandra. Bye, Dad. Frankie returned home and gorged himself on a meal that would feed an entire army. His memory was back in full action, but he soon realized that he had mixed feelings about it. When Thursday came around, Sandra came over and helped herself in. 
Hey, Dad, I'm here. Oh, hey, Sandra. How you been? Memory any better? Well, yes and no. My memory is back, and I can remember things, but this is not the life I wanted. When I had memory issues, I was a free man. My cares only consisted of what was happening right there in front of me. Now that my memory is back, I can remember all the horrible things and all this shit that brought me sorrow or joy. When I couldn't remember, I didn't worry about things that would make me happy or sad. Didn't worry about things that I loved or hated. I just had what was in front of me. How else am I going to find another carelessness to live in peace? It's not how I wanted to go out, Sandra. That story ended on a sad note, but I think overall it was a pretty good story to think about what happens when you make a change. And you think this might be for the better, but in reality it actually harms you and those around you. That's Taoism for you. You gotta live with the change because it's inevitable. That's really prevalent now, so let's ride that wave of change as best we can. Now I mentioned earlier about a reference to this, and I hope you were able to pick it up in the story. If not, it was the name of the boxer, Frankie Fast Hands Reynolds, and the professor's name, Dr. Toboggan. Both of these are references to one of my favorite shows, which was Sunny in Philadelphia, and I felt that this was great to include because I found that episode hilarious. If you haven't seen that episode or that show, you should really check it out. It's a weird type of funny, but man, that show is hilarious. I also really liked how the professor changed his attitude as soon as the daughter was gone, but I think he kinda needed that to change. And I bet you have something on your mind about this episode, so be sure to head over to the subreddit and ask your questions and hopefully we can find you an answer. Today's voices were all done by fabulous friends of mine. Thanks a bunch, everyone. Don Q did a great role as a professor and worked it out perfectly. Nina Gestell did the voice of the sassy secretary perfectly. That was just as Nina is, so it worked out amazingly. Stash Anthony again killed it with the voice of Mr. Fast Hands himself and gave it that zing that it needed. And the wonderful Murphy K did an amazing role again. She kills this voice acting thing and her podcast, Fringe Fiction Podcast, is done by her and her voice on that is just as amazing as everything she helps us out with on here. You should really go check that out after you listen to all of the Plum Forest podcast episodes first. You can find links to all these lovely people's socials and projects that they're working on on the website in the episode notes. So go check out the website at plumforestpodcast.com to show them all some love. I'd like to share some news about the release of this podcast that I'm currently dealing with. I'm currently a student and now that quarantine is being lifted, I'm trying to juggle making a podcast while completing school at the same time. It is tough, so I'm going to try and still release episodes weekly, but it might have to switch to bi-weekly. If this becomes the case, I'll have a quick short notice coming out soon. Sorry for this, but you know, education is a priority in my life, and even though I absolutely love making these for all you, I need to put my schoolwork first. I hope you can understand. But either way, I love making these for you, and I hope you love them just as much as I love making them. 
Our Twitter and Instagram haven't changed and still have great notifications about releases and fun stuff. Be sure to follow those at Plum Forest Pod. We are also now on YouTube at Plum Forest Podcast, where you can listen to them, and there's even a little secret thing with the cat image in every episode on the YouTube videos. Again, we have our Patreon going, and our website is still plumforestpodcast.com. Hopefully, next week we'll have another brand new episode where you can enjoy another story that will blow your socks off. I hope everyone is able to stay safe and enjoy the summer as much as they can. So everyone, take care and stay safe. You just listened to a Where's Kellen production. Nailed it.